Hi, I'm Rachel Shores. You're listening to the Creative Explorers podcast. I am a uh, watercolor artist traveling and painting my inner and outer journeys, and I am with Laomi. Yeah, hi. I'm also an artist. Um, uh, I paint with natural materials mostly. At the moment, figurative work on uh, discarded textiles with soil uh, pigments. So I think that sums it up. Yay, it's good to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what are we going to talk about today? Shall we announce it? Just in <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, yes, I thought we, we had a... I'm excited to talk about the opinions of others yeah. <laughs> and how to deal with them. I think we made a podcast about this some weeks ago, and I, I'm sure something a lot has changed, especially for me. So I don't know yeah. how much my perspective changed a bit ever since we spoke about this. Yes, I'm really excited to have yeah to um to get into this discussion, and I feel like it's one of these things. I feel like I hash through it over and over and over again, and it's like I keep learning new things and um. Yeah, changing perspective. So yeah, why don't you start then? Because you said that you've had you have had a shift or Yeah, I worked on that very much. So I think I talked about this um when I painted this wardrobe in uh, in my village for the public bookcase and no one showed up or not so many and I, I thought, Oh wow, they don't care much and somehow that hurt me. And then I why does it hurt me actually? something very weird because I decided to do this and, and, and to bring joy and if they don't want it it's, it's what should I do I mean <laughs> I can't expect anyone to like it so it started some some yeah, I thought a lot about this ever since and I realized that all the things that happened to me when I showed my art and thought there was were bad Opinions or whatever, or people put me down. It was never about my art. I think it was always personal stuff. And maybe they had some bad time, or I don't know, they were dealing with internal stuff themselves, or, and I wasn't dealing with internal stuff. And it was actually never about the event itself. It was never about making art, showing it, presenting it, and receiving it. It was never about that. It was always something else attached. Yeah. So, and that kind of opened my eyes to it because I thought it, it's not the art it's just how we deal with each other maybe it's how we have relationships in this society or how we learn to have relationships and that's where the problem is and it's not about the art we attach all this to the art itself so I feel ashamed about my art because it seems to be some, some part of me and I think it's difficult for us to go out there and present ourselves in general not just by showing our art and yeah. I think that's something has to do with our society, how we deal with each other, what kind of relationships we have with each other, with ourselves, and how we think we should present ourselves. So that was some eye-opener to me. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm still, I, I had a very deep talk last night with somebody, um, and Destination One Love is her on TikTok. And um, I'm still processing it because it's so fresh. So maybe it'll be working some of it out today mm -hmm. and like re-saying it. But one of the, yeah, one of the things, a big big thing we talked about is like you know it's completely out of our control mm -hmm. what people are gonna think. Absolutely. 
So it's kind of like what you know, what who cares? Not that not that to say it so easily as who cares, but like does that matter, you know? And I see it on TikTok mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. I see it on social media all the time where we're, you know, somebody says something. Oh, this is, a, this is one that really gets me. Mm-hmm. And this is one that I struggle with. Somebody says something so inspiring. It's so inspiring to me of like, oh, whatever your problem is, you know, just, you know, use your creativity, look at it a different way, see it as a, see it as a, uh, a challenge instead of a, a you know instead of uh, something to hold you down kind of thing and I'm like yes that's so true I can do this I can I can figure this out and then all the comments are like oh you don't know what real oppression is you 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 aren't adjust you know this is so ableist you don't know what it is about chronic illness or disability or, or slavery or you know like so you know a million things and is so disheartening to me because I'm like, but I like, and then I feel wrong because I was like, well, I was inspired. Like that really helped me. But yeah, but yeah, there's all these people telling this. I mean, and it's a limited phrase. You get like two sentences to say one thing. And if you have to put in the disclaimer for everything it doesn't apply to, like that's a lot of things. <laughs> I would see it. Like, wait, this woman, I don't know her, but she offered something. She offered some advice. She took her time and, and, and then she offered it to the world. And you do, you can have your opinion about it. But I think it's that's what we do nowadays. We just have opinions and write about them. But basically, I think it's all projection. <laughs> that's what I, I know about myself. When, I, when I'm so angry at someone that I actually write some, some comments down there underneath it, then I would... All of these questions ever have a problem myself. <laughs> and the right mind would do that. Would you do yeah. that? I mean, I mean, you see something and then you think, oh, I don't like it, but you don't, but to write this, there must be something really wrong with you. That's what I think. I would, I would really question my sanity if I would do that. So basically, I think it's just projection. Because when, when you have someone there saying something and it doesn't apply to you, just go away. <laughs> Listen to someone else's video podcast or whatever there's so many things out there you don't have to stick with the one that doesn't speak to you i don't understand i honestly that's just ridiculous it's it's like these people are looking for things to disagree with because it makes them feel alive because that's how they live their life maybe disagreeing with others and feeling better that's what i think yeah that i can relate to And I think it's it's and I don't want to put these people down. I don't think they're evil or something. Maybe they're just having problems with themselves. They don't see this how they project. So actually it's it's not putting them down. It's just looking at it and don't don't take it in as something that matters to you. And yeah. maybe they have their own problems and they should deal with this. And it's not about telling them they're stupid or whatever. It's just, yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, and I think I think argument is a good a place to start because mm-hmm. I know some people that love argument. They just see it as a way to really sharpen their brain and to hone their, you know, challenge their beliefs and to get another opinion and show. I know, I know, I know somebody who loves argument. They see it as a skill. Like if they can mm-hmm. win an argument, they're winning and then they get points or something. I don't know, you know, whereas, you know, and then other people, you know, like me, 
can see an argument as an attack. It's in a personal attack, you know. Well, it depends <laughs> what it's and and they're not. They're like, oh, this is a fun game. And I'm like, oh, I have just had my entire, you know, somebody has just by disagreeing with me, somebody has, I don't know what my old interpretation of it was, is is uh, uh they were just telling me everything that was wrong with me, you know. Whereas no, they were just saying what was wrong with my belief or that one argument or that one point or that one phrase I said, you know. Well maybe they're projecting. That's you always have to consider that. When someone comes to you and says, Oh, you're ugly bitch or whatever, you most likely know that this person is thinking that about themselves. So <laughs> that's the, most often the, the case. I mean, I would never go out there and insult someone like this. There must be something else behind that. Yes, that's very sad. I remember <laughs> a good example is my brother in high school. He did a kind of a 180. And he was always this this quiet, shy little kid, mm-hmm. and we we loved him. Like he was great at home, he thrived at home. He was really fun, but he was always pretty, pretty, pretty timid in school. And and then he changed, and then he became like the life of the party and the, oh, wow. the, the best <laughs> comebacks kind of thing. And we were talking about it, and and he and you could see everything. His appearance changed. He lost a bunch of weight. He you know probably grew taller too because he was in high school and one time we were talking and i was like so what what happened he was like well he's like you know he's like all these popular kids they spent their days picking on me and their 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 um insults were just so generic and he's like i had such better insults for myself uh-huh. than what they were giving so i just started turning it around and saying <laughs> saying it back and he was like and people laughed, and it was funnier. <laughs> like I have a, I have funnier insults. I can insult be- myself better than anyone else can, and now that's what I do. <laughs> and yeah. he also, you know, then it kind of opened up this little monster where he could. He is this quick-witted. I mean, and and he he has such a funny way of <laughs> insulting somebody. <laughs> That if you aren't too sensitive, you can be very entertained by it. But and and then yeah, and he found his people. He found his people that way because it's exactly. (laughs) Maybe it's not the way we we were intending, but yeah, he just basically projected his own insults of himself. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's. I think that's what we do. I I do that. I try to do that. What What do I project? What does it say about me? And it has nothing to do with that poor person in front of me most of the time <laughs> and vice versa. So most of the time when people put me down and you look at it, they're just not very happy with themselves and it has nothing to do with me. And I think we quite often show up and we just deal with our own stuff and we don't even see the person standing in front of us. And it's not about the relationship we're having, but it's basically with all these kind of problems we carry with ourselves and just can't deal with them. And we put them onto others and we project them everywhere and we just want everything to be soft out there and not within. And then we just kind of poison every relationship we have. with Yeah. So, so you're saying, let me re- say it again. From um, So you're saying people are spending so much time hating on other people, what they actually hate about themselves, but not looking at it themselves. And that's where they're missing. So yeah, it, it's being spewed instead of going within. 
Yeah, but I think that's that's not because people are bad. I think that's what we learn in this society. So I wouldn't. I think it puts a lot of pressure on us when we think, well, we should figure it out. I think that's just what happens in our society, how we learn to deal with things. So we don't have any wise elders being there and talking to us about how we can process all this that happens in our lives. We don't have that anymore. We're totally alone. We have to figure out everything by ourselves. There are coaches and you can watch YouTube videos, but there's no one you can go to and ask. So actually we're all kind of, I don't know, helpless in a way. So that's how it feels to me. So there's nothing out there. And somehow, but everybody tells us we should figure it out. You know, mm. you grow up, you should have figured it out. But what and how? And there's no teaching, nothing. <laughs> so that's, it is complicated for all of us, yeah. Of how to be self-aware, you mean? Or how to accept yeah, how yourself? To deal with, how not to project, how to deal with yourself, how to deal with... Well, I was When I was in, in, in coma and I was in hospital, I was forced to spend time with myself. And, and I think that's not something we usually do. Mm. And that really helped me, but I didn't do it voluntarily. So... I experienced so many things that you I would would normally never had experienced in this life, but I was forced to. So, and therefore, I know it is possible to spend time with yourself and to get to know yourself. And I was lying there for months. So, <laughs> and I and I realized it's not that bad. And I realized, okay, what, what, whatever people say, it's and that's where I realized there's so much projection going on. And I said. Mm-hmm. It's actually not true what they told about me. I'm not like that. Maybe they are <laughs> like this, but it's not me. So we think yeah. it's all that. And we, I think we're so busy and we're so busy buying stuff and doing stuff and being, I don't know, happy or fit or whatever. And we just don't have time to, to sit with ourselves and, and just, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a too simple theory, but. Yeah, it's, I mean. So you're thinking that people like character development is is out of style nowadays, and people are easy. It's easier to judge others than to look at ourselves, and that's why. Yeah, isn't that the saying? Yeah, like a, instead of being judgmental, be curious. And I think that's, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's such that's a. Something. I keep I I had that ready for a uh, for a comeback on a troll the other day. I was like, okay, so you can you can be defensive or you can be curious you know you've got two ways to love your life and i mean there's a lot of things to defend if you need to be defensive and that gets really tiring but if you get if you're curious who knows what you discover you know and what i realized is actually it doesn't matter what i show outside when i meet someone who's who wants to project it doesn't matter what i show what i say what i do (laughs) this person will always find something yeah not like So yeah. it, it, I think it's not the point. And then when I realized I make my art, I create it, and I put it out there as an offer for those who want it, want to receive it. It's It doesn't matter. If I don't care about all those who don't like it. I can't help that. I mean, that's, I, it's, not, it's not up to me. Actually, I think my job is to create the art, and to, to make it available, and that's basically it, and then leave it. <laughs> yeah. This is interesting because you are helping me deal with something because this this is what I I've been able to say that about my art be like okay art is subjective and it's how mm-hmm. you interpret it and what you see in it and it's kind of I I kind of say you know art is basically you know, you know kind of like a Warshak test you you see what you everybody sees themselves in it or or their own message or whatever it's, mm-hmm. and so it's like 
I'm okay with that, with my art. But then I forget that I'm being perceived the same way. Yeah, I think, does it make a difference, actually? I know that it's difficult. You think you have to go out there and everybody has to like you somehow because otherwise it means that you're flawed. But it's not true. <laughs> I think it's kind of a process when you realize, okay, I just have to... The, 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 when they are idiots, it's okay. As soon as I, the the better, the the quicker you find out that's an idiot, you can go to to someone. You can leave. <laughs> Pretty cool. Oh yeah, bye. And go yeah, find yeah. someone else. But actually, it's a good thing. Yeah, that's how it was. I, you know, I had it was really interesting. I've been doing. I've been. I've been doing my self practice and self awareness practices by interacting with trolls lately, mm -hmm. and. Like I've been trying to, and they're a good test for me because um, I'm trying to see this person, you know, someone comes out, someone comes into a comment and says something completely ridiculous, barely related to the com to the comment crying and you can tell they're trying to be inflammatory, right? Mm -hmm. So I go to those people. I'm like, all right, they're looking for a fight. Let's fight. I'll waste their time commenting. It'll boost this post. And I'm going to use this for some self-reflection. And like today I'm going to try practicing patience. And today I'm going to try, pass, you know, um, today I'm going to approach it with, you know, patronizing. And today I'm going to do it with. Yeah, you can do it. I think they're only projecting. And yeah. And it's been really interesting to see in myself when I actually get really furious and worked up. And now I'm like, okay, why am I so mad at this comment? how this person is talking when I knew that that's what they're going for. Like, why is this working? And then, and then I just keep thinking, and then I keep trying different ways of like what feels good to me, but what is right and what is, you know, and like, I really don't like insulting. Like, I just don't, I, like, what's the difference? If they're insulting me and then I call them a name, who, who's the better person? Like, really? <laughs> like, I, it's, it's such a way, it's, I don't like that way. I've tried that a couple. Sometimes I try it. I'm like, mm, that was dumb. I didn't like that. But um, the other, the one I just did yesterday was a new one. And I was like, okay, today we're going to do mirroring on troll. And so, and I felt so clever because there was this troll and he was like, yeah, well, I saw this. It was just stupid. And he was, he was making a comment or they, whatever, fake, fake account. This nameless, faceless, nameless account making a comment on um, on uh, renewable energy being being completely useless or something like yeah. that, and um and and I just went. I was like, yeah, you're right. I was like, let's not try. You know, like change is a terrible idea. Uh, we shouldn't learn anything new. Let's keep burning the planet and let the corporations make their money. People really don't matter. We need the profits, and. He was like, yes, I totally agree. And I was like, good. And that was it. You know? <laughs> and I felt so good. <laughs> well, yeah. You, the I conversation was over. No more comments. I was like, oh, I just saved myself like 20 minutes of ranting. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's so sad. I mean, these people are really sad. Actually, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I agree. I agree on. And he picked out like one tiny thing he agreed on. And I was like. That's great. I'm so what glad. Plan? I mean, I don't know what he wanted. He wanted to, I don't know. Some, some... Yeah. What did you want? And the, I mean, part, I mean, 
I do think some of it is, I do think sometimes trolls are baiting people, trying to get them to say something that they mm -hmm. can take out of context later. Because, yeah, somebody yeah. can go and, like, you could pull that, yeah, you can pull that out and see me as Travel Artist says, you know, change is stupid, let's not, let's not learn anything, let's, let you know, burn the planet and let the corporations make their money. You know, like, I said that, like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's it's pretty sad when that's all you have, commenting on some random things yeah. on the internet, <laughs> honestly. Yes, you have to go, yes, you have to, now you have to take that clip, and you have to cut it down, and now you can put it everywhere, and now you can say I'm a hateful person, like, but it's there, that's what, that's what, that's how uh, internet works. And yeah, that's how it works. Take the piece they want, and interpret that as they want, and... You know. It doesn't make you any happier. It doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't help at all. <laughs> and I, I sometimes uh, think the better I know myself and the better, um, the more I like myself, yeah. uh, the less important it is to me what other people think. I don't, yeah. I don't need any validation because it's, it's fine. I think so, quite often in the past I went out there because I had no idea who I was and what, how, the, what, what am I okay? Maybe I'm, I was going out there. Am I and when they didn't, it totally destroyed me. And I think that I no longer need that. I think yeah. that's something that's really helpful. When you have someone and he or she just doesn't agree or is insulting, it doesn't matter because I don't have to take this personally because I, I'm okay with myself and it's okay. It's just it's this, I don't know, encounter and it doesn't work out. And I, yeah. it doesn't mean anything about me. Yeah. Oh, I had, you know, this was a, this was a huge, long identity thing for myself going through um, church because I always mm -hmm. wanted to be a good, godly person, you know, and I was, you know, and Christian was, was the, the label for it. But in my years, you know, it turns out that there's a million different checklists of what makes a true Christian or a good Christian, you know. And well, and I got curious, and you know, because I was gonna find the right one and do it. And it's like, wow! When I found out what it, you know, a good, pious, modest, what is a good, modest woman, graceful, you know, <laughs> and then the contra, and then how many um, contradictory checklists there are. Yeah, you know, I was like, well, uh, it depends on who you whom you ask. I think. Yeah, who you ask. <laughs> Yeah, like if I go to a country dressed as I am, like I have a full, like right now, I'm a, I could actually pass pretty well because I have a, I actually happen to be wearing an ankle length skirt, okay, sleeve length sweater, and up to my neck. But you know, uh, my hair is free. Some people call that immodest. <laughs> you know? Oh, well, you know, sometimes it feels like I'm talking probably and recording myself is probably really immodest somewhere else, too. <laughs> I, I, wait. I, I sometimes I think all these ideas, I don't know how you should be or how other people should be. Maybe that's how, how we try to control our lives by putting roots out there <laughs> and telling other people how to to behave and so yeah, you yeah. can't control life it doesn't work like that we yeah. have to, I, actually we have to sit with our own stuff and work through it and no one else can do that yeah and it doesn't <laughs> help yeah and 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 this is a thing i see or i worry about is that i you know i believe artists 
uh, we can go to them, we can move on to them. I believe, you know, there is this different standards of what people think makes a successful artist. And Mm -hmm. it's very easy to compare ourselves to some arbitrary list that somebody else made up or capitalism made up or society made up or our parents made up. And like, you know, and it's been, it's interesting because you, you, I've seen so many different people telling their story. Like, uh, I know there's this, there's a comedian on HBO talking about how he's a failure to his family because he's not a doctor. And I'm like, he's like, I'm making more than a doctor ever would, but this, I'm doing this instead, you know? And I was like, you know, or I have a friend, a personal friend, you know, she had an art, she had like the number two art gallery in, I'm pretty sure it was number two in Asheville. And like, but she wasn't a lawyer at her dad's firm. She was a complete failure to her family, you know? And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I, I think that's in a way that's sad. I mean, that, that, what does it say about the family, actually? You should be proud of your, I don't know. Yeah. But that, okay, that's that, 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 but honestly, it doesn't say anything about her. <laughs> yeah. just that, basically, just that her family wants her to be a lawyer and she's not. Basically, that's, that's it. But it doesn't mean that she's a failure. That's just an interpretation. It's yeah. not. It doesn't mean anything. It's just sad that that have ten. I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah, and I mean, we can we can go to myself too. Like I can tell artists that I have, like one of my most valuable exchanges. One of my favorite interpret. One of my favorite. I think I've probably already told this story, but like one of my favorite art sales slash trades was for a dollar value of uh, $14. And the dollar value was $14. And I painted this this piece for like two hours. And, you know, looking at the ROI art thing, I mean, if I just showed somebody that's like, yeah, I sold this for $14. And I would never sell that. I would never paint that and be like, here, give me $14 for this. Like, no. You're, you're, I'm, I'm going to laugh at you if you offer that to me. But at that, that one purchase, you know, I was on, um, the Appalachian Trail and it was for a night stay and we thought the place was closed. Did I tell this story? Yeah. Hey, I repeat it. Are... I can repeat it for this episode. Yeah, sure, do like... it. yeah, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, we had come to, a cabin on the Appalachian Trail and we thought it was closed. It had been raining for two days straight. We were planning on sleeping on the porch but the caretaker was there doing the, the last um, winterizing the cabin. He was closing it up so he actually was there when it was supposed to be closed and so he gave us you know, we had a hot meal and a fire and a bed <laughs> to sleep in <laughs> like with blankets and pillows like it was the most like amazing thing and and I was on a budget, so I was like, uh, and it was five dollars. I think it was seven dollars to mm-hmm. sleep, five dollars for the night, and two dollars for the breakfast. And he made us pancakes in the morning, like mm-hmm. hot pancakes. Like, do you understand? Like a week of eating granola and oatmeal, and you know, cooked things over a fire. And we had this, and like, it was the. I mean, that was like, you know. I don't even know what that's worth to me, <laughs> you know, at that time. And then 
and I was oh, I was on a budget, so I was like, well, let's I'll I will paint him a picture, and hopefully he'd be willing to trade. You know, it should work out. And I did. I I spent the two hours in this warm cabin, and I painted the listening to the radio, you know, and the and the clothes drying and us around the fire and the the nice thing about cabins and this is what I love about art is like it's it was too dark too narrow too small to capture in a photograph so everything I drew I stuffed it in and you 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 know I I got the whole coziness and the glow of the fire and everything in this this one little illustration and he freaked out (laughs) nice so actually you got a lot more than just the yeah, that's how how yeah it can be received, and I think that's so much that's so wonderful, isn't it? I mean, when someone really gets it, <laughs> yeah, and gives that gives that back to you, and not in money or I don't know, it's a totally yeah. different kind of value. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and it's it's still like my favorite. It's it's my like when I think about how I want my art to be received and what I want to get for it, it's like. The money that, like nowadays, I say that that painting is, you know, at I don't know, at least at least forty, fifty dollars something. It is small. It's like a postcard. Um, but yeah, and but that's the feeling I want to get. Yeah. I want I want the person who receives it to be that grateful, and I want to be for that grateful for what I get in return, and like the the equal amount of because because his thing, he was oh I could. I get excited and I start crying. But he was he was so grateful because like he had spent those three months. I think it was three months, two months. I don't know. His that his was his whole entire summer. He had been in that cabin. And this was his memory of it. Oh wow. So to get to people like that to receive it, you have to get rid of, of the idiots. And that's why you have to <laughs> yeah. yourself and you have to show your art. And when they when they say, Oh and they get <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it's funny because like I did, I did try the same thing other places, exchanges, and I'd paint, I would paint twice. Mm-hmm. I've been turned down twice for my art in, on the Appalachian Trail. And one time was a hotel and I think it was $40 a night at the hotel and I had shared a room or something. And so you know, I painted for that and I did it after I I stayed. So it's like, I'll either pay, you know, or would you be willing for, you know, a painting? And the guy was just like, no, I'm like, okay, 40 exactly. bucks to go. <laughs> you know? And these are the people you don't want, actually. And then I think <laughs> to find the audience means also to find the ones who don't fit and just leave them, leave them. And, and don't, that's what I think. I don't have to have any opinion about them. It's just, these are just not my people and they can go, there's so many things out there, so many artists, so many artists. They don't have to, to, to be in the room at my art and find it awful. So, no. <laughs> That's what I think. I think it's worth looking for the ones that really fit, that really want what we create as artists. Yeah. And and that's that's what, I, what, what, what I am doing. I'm not doing this for everybody to love. I'm doing this for the ones who really look for stuff like that yeah so the question is i was thinking about that and i'm like is it so (laughs) 
I feel like yeah. I, I feel like I still have that example as being out outwardly validated though, because like it really means a lot to me that that mm -hmm. meant so much to him. Um, and does it help? Is that help? Is that still a helpful lesson of it not mattering? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I think when you put something out there, be it some art or be it some personal information about you, and what does it mean when someone doesn't like it? I mean, does it matter to you? Yeah. How and why? And what does it say about you? What does it say about the person? And what does it say about your relationship? I don't know. So these are all questions you, you could yeah. ask. That's a good, I like that lesson because that was something I took with me when I would paint places. So this is how I made money when I was traveling is when I needed, so if I got into a small town, I would go paint cute businesses. Mm -hmm. And I tried to look at a business that, um, I, I assume everyone is proud of their business, but like, I also wanted to find places that would, that also maybe had something I could needed from there that, so we could trade. And mm -hmm. I was like, all right, if they're trade, you know, if they trade at cost, it's not that they're, they're not losing that much money. And then I'm giving them this artwork, you know, it's, it's a pretty good trade off and I'm not mm -hmm. having to spend any cash, any money for my needs. And what I told myself is that, you know, I'd paint it first because nobody knows what your skills are until, you know. Who cares mm -hmm. if someone walks up and is like, hey, can I have this if I paint you something? People need to see it, yeah, to believe it. So I would do it to a couple places first. I'd try one place. And if I, would, if I didn't have a, a success, that, was, that became part of my portfolio and part of my scrapbook. So, it's, so what I told myself, it's like this is either going to be for my meal or part of my travel story. Mm -hmm. you know for myself and they made an offer actually and they, it was yeah. not up to you if they took it or not yeah and, yeah. Took, uh, and so and and then it was it was much I was really able to do it without resentment because I would paint something and go you know I'd, I'd, I'd spend several hours painting somebody's business and if some if they weren't there a lot of times they weren't there that's how a, mm -hmm. a lot of the transactions didn't work that's a good lesson. Make sure owners are around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, you know, but if, you know, and then if they weren't there, you know, or they said no, oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, then, you know, instead of being like, oh, I spent all this time and you didn't appreciate it. Now you're not blah, blah, blah. It's just like, okay, cool. This is my thing now. And, and there was times too where people, I remember I did try to sell one for $40 one time and this person wanted to offer me like 10 or 20, you know, half or whatever. Either I was doing 20 or I was doing 40, mm -hmm. but they wanted to offer half. And I was like, I either could take that as, first of all, that was quite insulting because I thought, you know, I was like, this was like two hours of my time already. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you. Like, it's not worth it to me. Like, this is, I'll put this in my scrapbook. I'll put this, you know. I'll use the art for myself. Yeah, exactly. You know. When someone doesn't appreciate it, but yeah. I don't. I don't find that insulting anymore. I think it's. I don't want. I don't care if people appreciate it or not. So I thought a lot about this. Actually, it doesn't matter because I decided to paint this. I decided to create this. I decided to put it out there, and then it's out. Of, it's really out of my control. 
And yeah. it doesn't, if someone finds it ugly or whatever or insults me, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, it, I don't care, actually. I think it's good to find the people who don't like your stuff. Now, yeah. I, I think a few weeks ago I would have said, oh, no, I don't know if, it, if it's good. But now I have a mailing list. And actually, I, I'm really trying. It's kind of a challenge for me. I'm writing the most, I, I try to be, I'm more honest in my newsletters and write stuff and I really hope for someone to unsubscribe <laughs> but I don't <laughs> <laughs> unsubscribe I make room for the real people <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's also a matter of being honest and I want to be honest I want to be myself and I want to have people there who really appreciate what I do and not what they think I should do or what 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 they would like better than what I do. I want exactly the people there that really like what I do because otherwise it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I don't want to think about what I should put out there, if they like it or not. Actually, I want to do exactly what, what I'm an artist and this is a very, it's not, it's not a dangerous profession. There's, there are no, almost no consequences when I paint what I like. <laughs> so um, that's, and I try to be as honest as possible. And I think, it's good when someone says, oh, no, at least it's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And what was, um? oh, somebody said something so powerful one time. They were like, what if, where did I read it? I was <laughs> like, what if you did everything? What if you turned yourself into what everybody wanted you to be? And they loved you for it. Yeah, like that's like that's if you rely on other people's opinions, you're you that's slave. Yeah, like are you actually really loved? No, not, you're not your true self. And that was like so powerful. They're like, yeah, it's gonna hurt to be rejected. It is. It's painful. Rejection's painful, but at least you know you're being rejected for who you are. You know. And that, and then the people who are do resonate with you, they actually like you for who you are. And maybe they don't reject you. It's, it's just. I think it's setting boundaries. That's how I try to think about that. I mean, I meet a lot of people, and I don't want to to spend time with them. And they don't have to change for me. They're fine. They can go on living their life. It's just I, they, I don't want to have them in my life because it doesn't fit. Yeah. That's basically it. And it, it, I don't insult them. I don't have any bad feelings about them. Yeah. Fine. So I try to think like that. So it's setting boundaries. Yeah. Isn't it interesting though? We still, I still can feel it that, and I catch myself. I think I'm better now, but there's still this thing of like, everybody must like me. I must do what it takes for them, you know, or, or they just don't really fully understand. Like if I could, I can, if I, if I could just be nicer or funny or better, whatever, this person will, they'll come around and they'll see and they'll like me. And, And it's just like, I know what you're talking about. I think it's a process. It's not that you have one thought and it's gone. I think it's just a process. And it's just, I think it's pretty normal to be human. And it depends on how you grow up. And that's just, it's still there. I think it will never go away. I think in, in Zen, they say, it's always there. You just can say, oh, that you are, there you are again. And just don't listen to it and don't act upon it. And then and it's, it's fine. And it won't yeah. go away. Just deal with it and, and say, treat it like an old friend or like a the grumpy uncle you don't like, but leave him there, have his garden, <laughs> give him a, a cup of coffee and just listen to his rambling and then he leaves. 
it's okay. <laughs> but that's- well, and you know, that's what's interesting too is to find people. Oh, oh, now I'm curious because there are people we know that there are people who just it's like they don't realize how annoying they are or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think. Maybe what we're learning is that what annoys us about them is that they're not perceptive enough to catch on mm-hmm. to try to change for our benefit. And that's why we get annoyed at them. <laughs> I, think, I think people that are annoying, it's when they repeat the same thing over and over again. You know, you know I don't know if you have know these relatives that come over and you know exactly what they're going to talk about. You know exactly what they're going to complain about. And I think it's pretty sad that they're totally in. And it's always the same over and over and over and over. And that, yeah, well, oh my <laughs> Yeah, no, I remember that was my childhood too. And I, and I remember that. So this is, I was just like, I started from a young age. I was like, please, 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 please don't let me grow up to have the same, you know, eight stories all my life. Like I must like not fall into a rut and a rut has been like my like my chair for you know like please don't let me tell the same stories all the time but it's so annoying because it's like I can feel myself doing it on this podcast I'm like I'm pretty sure I already said this I think what's most annoying is the complaining (laughs) you know and I think I think that's when you I, I project too much I don't know I don't want to judge those people but I think you can change when you look at it within and you cannot change it when you put you put it out there and <laughs> it doesn't it repeat it. I don't know. It's really annoying. I don't want to be like that. So. Yeah. That's something that Destination One Love and I talked about last night was um the media, you know, and that was one of the things. She was like, you know, the media learned that, you know, they tried to make positive news, but people are gravitate towards what scares them that's what they are attracted to that's what they share and and you know kind of congregate around and so that's you know and media is all about making money so you what what sells is fear so you sell and and then people come to it it's not like they're being forced to but they have to go check out the terrible news and and the um i think you know like a slight step from fear is then complaining, you know, and, yeah. and I think, you know, that's what we hear first or most often because that's what's easiest. If, if somebody has, like, if somebody sees your art and it's like, yeah, that's nice or eh, it's fine or meh, like how many people are going to even take the time to say either any of those, you know, I but think the person that doesn't like it, they'll, they'll let you know. <laughs> I think it's it's pretty difficult to receive something like this, like art, you know. So um, I think who learns that to be open? I think to to be in the presence of of an artwork that speaks to you and to say something, it has it means that you have to be honest to yourself and you have to be open. And I think that's not something we learn, and that's not something that's appreciated in our society. I think yeah. may, that's being vulnerable, maybe maybe being in. in in front of an artwork you like that speaks to you on a personal level means that you're vulnerable and who wants to share that it's pretty difficult isn't it i mean mm. yeah and, and and it's not easy and i think 
and we are so conditioned with all this. And in Zen, there's a, that's the inner voices, you know, that's your ego, ego mm -hmm. talking to, that's a conditioned voice of saying all things like, and, and always discriminating and always competing and always saying things and, and insulting myself. It's kind of like self-hate. And that's what I hear inside my voice, what I try to, I, I can't make it go away, but I, I just realize, okay, that's my ego talking and I don't try to listen to it too much. I, it's okay that it's there, but when you listen to the media, that's repeating this stuff over and over again. And sometimes I see all this and I see, oh, that's also made with ego and films. And I think, oh, I don't want to see that. I don't like to listen to my own ego voice. I don't want to listen to yours. It's basically almost the same. I mean, it's all about, and we're repeating this over and over and over again. It's pretty yeah. crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and being something else means to step out of that and you're alone and vulnerable. Yeah. That sounds scary. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I still can't remember uh, the Brene Brown book. Oh, it has the forest on the. Daring Greatly. Oh, yeah. I, had I believe that. that's I the that. one. I believe that's the one where she really, really talks about this about how isolating you have to be willing to be isolated and show up as your full self. Mm -hmm. in order to find your people because you know it's that did you ever hear that shell silverstein poem there's this there's a poem about this girl who had blue skin and she was so sad she mm -hmm. had blue skin and how she out painted herself white and, and she painted her skin all the time to make sure no one would ever um notice and she spent the world feeling lonely and isolated because there was no blue skin you know there was no one else with blue skin and then there was a story about the, and then, um, and then there's another boy also with blue skin, and he had also painted his skin so no one else would see it, so no one would know, and they passed by each other feeling alone. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. Therefore, you have to be honest, but it's not easy. But I think when you're willing to, to, oh, I don't want to listen to my ego voices all the time, and I don't want to, I don't know, it's it's not. No, I don't want it anymore. And I think it takes courage and to just say no. <laughs> and this is where I will take my moment to plug TikTok because I feel this is what has made me so incredibly in love with it. It's like people are just absolutely raw. It's like they just gave up on all the filters and the whole like we're going to show our perfect lives and perfect meals and perfect body stuff. And I'm just going to show all my flaws. And what's so fantastic, I am seeing deformities, like birth defects, I didn't even know existed. And these people are going like, hey, look at what I had. I was born with this. Who else is out there? And somebody else is like, here's me too. And I'm like, I've never seen this. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, it's amazing. And, and people are like, they're taking their, their weirdness things. And I mean, we're finding some weird things bodies do, some quirks or glitches that people mm -hmm. have. And 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 that there's a it's a thing. Some people will like name it and be like, oh, that's actually from this. You know, you should get checked out for this. Th you know, genetic thing or whatever. It's oh, been insane. I love it. Like here I am, here I am. living I'm in this in the... such a boring, limited world. You know, I thought I was weird and quirky, and then I'll find somebody else who's so much, you know, more <laughs> weird than me. 
Yeah, I could. Tell you, I I have I have had this condition, and I don't I don't know. If it it doesn't sound very very pretty, but that's my experience. So I had this artificial anus for one year, and um, people always ask me about this, and I think it helped them totally that I was open about it and spoke about it. I mean, I couldn't help it. I didn't show it around, <laughs> obviously, but people were t- totally interested. And then you realize, so you said it's like fine. a, I think it's colostomy bag, right? Yeah, have yeah. a bag. Yeah. Now, when I think back, I'm so happy that it's gone. I mean, yeah. I, I could live with it. I was happy that I was alive. So you can live with a lot of things. Is that what it's that. called in German, by the way? I'm sorry? Is that what it's called in German? It's what called, a, I think you call it in English as well. It's called stoma. Okay. And yeah, then, that's pretty weird. It was pretty yeah. weird, but that's when I realized. When I you have something like this. As a working as a in a nursing home, so I know exactly what you're talking about and how unpleasant it is. It is, it is. So that was a lesson to me to to live with my scars, and it's not all perfect. And I think that's also in my art. It's it. I don't want you to be perfect, and I I don't want you to speak to everybody. I think that's exactly what it is. If someone sees me if someone would have known oh she has it I don't want to talk to her anymore I mean that's definitely not my kind of person <laughs> yeah and that right. um, was was a good lesson being humble in a way <laughs> with yeah. what, what you have and and that's also then saying that uh, what makes you happy is always uh, thinking about the how the world should be and not how the world is you know yeah. you always tell yourself the world should be this I should be like that I should be perfect my art should be better received people should love me and it it's not yeah. like that I still think of that reminds me because I I think of a uh, story of this woman who ran I think I told this I'm pretty sure I told this story on the podcast too but the story the woman who ran a marathon and she didn't properly um, keep up on her nutrients mm. and her body ended up shutting down towards the end and she'd um and she and it was just it, the the story was about like what we what really matters when we are fighting a fight kind of thing and that was what her thing she's like yeah i joined this i did this triathlon just for fun i didn't i wasn't wholly trained for it but i was young and i was fit and i knew i could do it and the moment that her body started shutting down she was like it was a different she was like there was this change and i just decided that this is you know, I will do what it takes to cross the finish line. <laughs> and, and she's like, I crapped my pants on TV. <laughs> you know, like she lost all bodily function and control. It's like she dragged herself across the finish line. <laughs> wow. And I was like, and, and what's funny is that like it happened because she was worried about what people were thinking at first because she was going to open up a candy bar and eat it. But she's like, oh, and then. As I opened up this candy bar to eat it, and it was like on the last whatever twenty mile. I don't know what it was. You know, it was an insane race. And she's like, um, "This camera crew showed up, and she's like, oh, this chocolate's gonna be melted, and I, it's gonna ruin my. You know, I'm gonna get it all over, and this is gonna be a mess.'" So she just threw it. And she was like, "If I would have just eaten that, <laughs> I would have been okay. <laughs> oh, wow. I wouldn't have worried about what people were thinking." <laughs> Yeah, actually, <laughs> what, what helps me is to, to just imagine you as 
someone looking at that woman and and would you think something if someone eats a candy bar at a marathon i wouldn't i mean <laughs> i wouldn't care i wouldn't care if it was melted Would you care? yeah but that's but but what's so and crazy to me now is like what she, you know like she <laughs> whatever however many miles that was you know by the end like she's literally dragging herself across the finish line <laughs> pooping herself and and doesn't care <laughs> like she's yeah. like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who sees me i'm gonna i i have you know chosen this milestone <laughs> and that's something I, I can say when i had this i had this doma <laughs> this um back and i went to yoga I, I mean i couldn't move i moved like an old woman it, was, it looked terrible and i thought that's when i thought okay those people would think i'm i don't know what's wrong with her but I, then i said it doesn't matter and i decided to stay with myself and do as best as i can i was so proud of my body and always said uh, was afraid that this bag would explode. <laughs> it was yoga. And I thought, okay, just go there, do your best, be happy. And I was so happy that my body would function like this. And I said, okay, if something happens to deal with it, then don't think about it beforehand. That's when I realized I really don't care. I had no energy left to care about what people think because I was so, I was just busy doing all this all what was necessary to function again. And it was important to learn to move again. And I had no mind for other people's opinions, really not. It didn't, it, it was impossible. And then I thought, okay, just um, when, when something happens, what, 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 so what? They're not in my position. What, what should they say? I mean, <laughs> I almost died and now I try to get back on my feet again. So I don't care about your opinion. So I'm happy that I'm here. Yeah. That helped me a lot to get over that. Yeah. And I looked like, I really looked like shit. In the beginning. <laughs> I really, but I didn't care. I was happy that I could move. So then you lose all these kinds of, I don't know, there's no time for, for, for being vain or something. I was happy to be alive. And then you lose all this interest and in, in all these artificial ideas of how we should be. Yeah. It helped me totally. Yeah. I remember I finally understood this whole like yoga mindset of like what is yoga for it's not you know it's not the limits of the stretch it's not forcing your body it's just feeling and moving and into it and like I finally found this teacher I finally found this class I I did like two three classes and like she she had such a way with saying like just feel into it and, and she, she would explain she's like so you'll see, and she she should break it down. I don't know if she called it gentle yoga or what, but she'd break it down so well and be like, "All right, so you know, you think we all think this is supposed to be, you know, practically the splits or whatever, but really think about your sacrum doing this or that, whatever." And she completely changed my focus and the joy and the celebration of it. And then on like the third class, she came up to me and she's like, "Uh, I just want you to know, this is like a geriatric yoga class." <laughs> And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay. in my 30s, you know. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I could have needed them. <laughs> but honestly, yoga, it's, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But she had, she finally, like, I finally wasn't, I hadn't been looking at the other, because she was really specific about, like, she's like, don't look at the other people. Don't, don't be ju judging yourself. Don't be yeah, comparing. Exactly. This is your mat. This is your space. This is your time. 
It's just oh, like I like your body that. and what it needs. And she would just say it in like just drilled it into my brain because I was such I was such a performer for yoga. You know, I didn't want to be the fat person who can't make the bends and everything, you know? And that, and yeah, that she finally got that. me there. <laughs> oh, but I like that. I, I still go to to back prevention, back back pain prevention course and I actually don't look at other people there. I don't care. I just stay with myself because who cares if I can yeah. bend it better than the others? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think your I think your uh, uh, sepsis experience has helped you very be very much yeah absolutely and filter in and out what matters. Yeah, it it doesn't matter how it looks. I'm actually so happy that I can still walk that I can walk again. I mean, it, it would have been I could have ended up in a in a wheelchair. Yeah, and so then when you look at life like this, it doesn't matter if you have perfect legs. At least they work. I mean, when they when you can move, use them as much. I mean, who cares how they look? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, okay. Well, I believe my time is up. So. Oh, okay. Um, I think we are going to. Do we have any uh, last words, summaries? I think I think when I hear myself talking, I I think I, I'm. I feel far more confident showing my heart, so that's what I can say. So there's a process going on. If someone's listening out there, so it helped me to deal with it and just look at it from different perspectives. The the message I got last night after, with our talk was like, if you truly want to have an effect on this world, the best, most power is to get to your truest core and to share it and to share your whole self it's wholeness is what heals is heal is what is the kind of healing the world needs and what's whole is not all good because the whole is good and bad and negative yeah. and grumpy it's yeah it's life and so the true your true self in a way what's really there being honest i think i can only uh, have a message and and, and get it out there when it's honest. I mean, when I have a message and just think about, oh, what do they want to hear? It's not a message at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what she, and that's what we kind of uh, differentiate. Is that we think of t truth and this purity mm -hmm. as like without flaw. But no, it doesn't. No, is all of it. Life is messy. It's dirty it's cruel it's everything it can be tender it can be brutal it can be yeah. really dirty and ugly and unsettling <laughs> that's all part of life it's all the feelings share all the feelings put all your feelings into your art and then share that and then just let everyone else deal with it <laughs> yeah it's your job to, to and it'll have it it. and not to judge it it's your job to create it and put it out there that's basically all we have to do as artists and we yeah. just give it to the world and then yeah. leave it out there. And it, that's it. <laughs> throw it on, throw it in the pond and let it ripple out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just like the and create more art. Create more art afterwards. And don't wait for any response. Just create more art and put it yes. out there. <laughs> well, and this is and this is something else that's helpful too. This is hard. This is one of my lessons is um I'm always trying to perfect my message, mm -hmm. but I'm always changing and evolving. And so, like, yeah. I think this is a good example, too. Like, here we are saying, oh, what about opinions and judging and others? And, like, I'm sure we've already created this podcast. Mm -hmm. But how we said it is different. Totally different. So 
a few times ago than now. Like, I feel like we have a different, even now our perspective has changed, even only after a few times. And like, and next, we could talk, I think we can, in another month or so, yeah. I think we could talk about it again and have a... <laughs> Absolutely. And then there's, there's some process going on, yeah. yeah. It's always layers and layers and bringing up new doubts and new questions and new perspectives. And yeah, and I think that's how life actually functions. <laughs> that's not all pretty. It can be boring at times. It can be yeah, and there's no... Like... Nothing's final. No. Absolutely not, unless we're dead. I mean, that's exactly. It's like you. It's never okay. I've done. I've figured it out. I got it. No. no, never. I think never. I think it's always movement. It's always change. Life is change all the time. Very nice. Well, with that, um, do we have? Oh, do we have a question for the Instagram? maybe about opinions of others. I, I would be interested in if opinions of others um, influence you when you create art. I hope not, but... What's an opinion that has influenced you, maybe? Uh, how much do you care about opinions of others? How do they affect you? Or what opinion has affected you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe... What's an opinion? What's an opinion of, the, of your art that affected you the most, good or bad? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. What I think best would be not to be affected by it at all, but just to to enjoy the good ones and just <laughs> also appreciate the bad ones and just move on. <laughs> Maybe that would be. Yeah. Be with that. Well, it's so sad to me, like is like the people who were told at a young age that they had no talent and uh-huh. then they believed it and never never did it again. That just absolutely breaks my heart. Oh, that's like, so I cannot sad. imagine what I, I was I was so gullible as a child. Like if I was ever told by an authority figure that I had no talent, like what would I have done? <laughs> I mean that's really pretty to say that to a child because a child really listens to what's said to them. Yeah. It's so sad. Okay. Well then, till next time. Yeah, let's see how we evolve. Yes, keep evolving. Do art, evolve it. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Yeah, put it out there and don't care about opinions. Just... Yeah. <laughs> I try.